When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. slap It's showtime. W-A-T-P. That's when you guys do the W-A-T-P. W-A-T-P. Hello, backslappers and cussaroos. Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts? The show that will only read your question if you give us money. I'm your host, Carl. With me this week, we have Royce and Mersh, the co-hosts of Revenge of the Sis. Welcome, gentlemen. Well, hello. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for coming on. Please go to whoarethese.com to get our email address, voicemail number, link to our subreddit, link to the Discord server, link to our merchandise, and of course the link to our Patreon. A new bonus episode comes out every single month. We encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on iTunes and then shit all over us in the comment section. Today, we'll be reviewing a podcast called The Fighter and the Kid. This is a suggestion from Dukes. We have all listened to the show separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. This is a very popular show. Hosted by Brendan Schaub and Brian Callen. And I was familiar with this show. It's been suggested for years, but I've never really checked it out until this week. I was a little surprised at just how boring this show is. It's it's not just that it's boring, because it's, look, there's there's a lot of podcasts. There's millions of them, right? Yeah. It's not that it's a boring show. It's boring, and Brendan may be the stupidest person. To ever be in this meeting. And look, we've had some dumb people, right? Yeah. Probably one of the dumbest people to ever do it. He's the dumbest person to ever, quote unquote, succeed in, in comedy or in podcasting. Yeah, I have to say this. This particular episode, because we, we goof on these guys all the time, so we've watched a lot of clips. This even for them was a, a, a an egregiously bad episode. It yeah. was very boring. You know what it sounded like to me? So they didn't have any guests on for this episode we listened to. It sounded like two guys who were obligated to make a show. They didn't have anything to talk about. Let me play an example. This is, so Brian Callen is a comedian. And I assume this is supposed to be a comedy show because, as you mentioned, Brendan Schaub is also a quote-unquote comedian. This is Brian just talking about his 11-year-old daughter. This is the type of conversation that if you were at work, you'd walk away from the person. And my daughter's 11, and she takes care of my the 8-year-old. Yeah, well. hell yeah, She becomes mom. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's incredible. We're in the airport. She's like, Finn, hurry up. What are you doing? You're taking too long. Put your bag on. Look both ways. She just Wait, is a mom. Wait, weren't you in Kansas City? Well, I was in, I was in Utah, and then I went to Omaha and then came back For to For Friday, Utah. Saturday? Yeah. But she watches him on the slopes, everything, because they were skiing. They were, they, they oh, were in school. You, oh, gotcha. But she's like, hold my pole. She takes him up to the... She's just amazing. He's literally talking about how proud he is of his kids. It sounds like every conversation an Uber driver hears. Yes. 
It's not a I'll show. If if I had kids too, though, I would be super proud of them. I also wouldn't leave them, but I would also be proud of them. Yeah, that's the thing with Brian Callen. He's he's um he's Mister Father figure, but he doesn't never really. He's always around. He's always out in. His, as we say on this show, they're always out crushing puss. Because when they got mad at us, and they got mad at us, they said that we don't have enough sex. Like, you have to understand, th- th- this show is what happens when when jocks age. You know, like, jocks yes. are cool in high school, you know? But then eventually they turn into Al Bundy. And and it's just this, this yeah, man, you know, my first off, Finn, really? Your kid's name is Finn? You're not Hollywood famous enough to have a weird name. Like, I think you have to reach a certain level of fame in Hollywood to name your kid so weird. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I set you guys up by playing that clip. I play a clip where he's just talking to me. He's proud of his daughter, and all of a sudden, you guys know the whole fucking story about this guy's parenting skills. That's hilarious. Well, you know, just be around, I would say, step one, right? As a dad, yeah, just be around. Just be around. Yeah. Don't be out crushing puss. Don't, don't lose custody. You know, just yeah. basic things like that. You mentioned that Brandon Shop is very dumb, and I believe you said unfunny, or at least you were about to. Here's an example of uh, Brendan telling a joke. No, it's all, You're it's already all a giant. Doing. Yeah, I know. I'm on that cor- carnivore diet. Corona diet. I guess because it started with a C, he thought that would be funny. Look, and we say this with, with all due respect. This man has to have CTE. Like, yeah, the the level of disconnect, like it, the things that, that I know that we're probably just going in really hard at first. But we like I said, we've listened to so much of their stuff. Uh, he has a childlike mind of what comedy is like things that are kind of phonetically pleasing to him yes. are equivalent to a George Carlin joke or Carlton, as he calls them. They talk about near the end of the episode that. Saved by the Bell is having a reunion show. And so for that reason, they start talking about Screech. And they bring up the fact that uh, Screech does stand up. And Brendan's not a big fan. Uh, no, I thought, isn't that Screech? Screech, Screech did yeah, porn. And then he got arrested Screech and stabbed. Did porn? Yeah. But yeah, he did. Yeah. Disturbing. He does stand up. He, does well, that he also did porn. What? He does stand up like Charlie Sheen did stand up. So I thought it was interesting because I wasn't going to talk about Brendan's stand-up comedy, but he's ripping on Screech from Saved by the Bell for being bad at stand-up comedy. So I have to play a clip. This is from his Showtime special. This is a UFC fighter trying to tell jokes. The setup is that he saw Hulk Hogan's sex tape. And get ready for the big punchline that comes from this. And I'm 22 minutes into this thing. Yeah, 22 minutes sitting on my couch with my cock in my hand. And I start arguing with myself. I go, bro, you owe it to Hulk Hogan to jack off to a sex tape. (laughs) All the years of entertainment that he's provided to you and your shitty friends, the least thing you can do is jack off to a sex tape. (laughs) I'm all, I hear you, man. I hear you, no disrespect. I don't know who the fuck this is. That's Terry Bole, that's his government name. I don't know Terry. I need some sort of sign that this is vintage Hulk Hogan. I don't know what the hell's going on right now. Then I get my sign at minute 27, if you're counting. Minute 27, his cricket flip phone goes off. It's the least of his concerns these days. But his cricket flip phone goes off during the middle of this dick suck, and he looks down and goes, oh shit, my phone's ringing. 
flip? It's my son, Nick. What's up, brother? I'm like, oh, shit! What's up, brother? Yes! Uh, I, I, look, first of all, what is it about Hulk Hogan's brother that would make you calm? That's very weird to me. Secondly, the Hulk Hogan sex tape gave birth to so many memes and so many jokes and had such fallout. Yeah. That was the depth that Brendan Schaub scraped. Like, you couldn't make a good joke. Like, I watched the Hulk Hogan sex tape, and it had more N-bombs in it than a Tarantino film. Like, right. that would have been a good joke. Something. And, and, and you know... I don't want him touching my daughter, dude. And that's the other thing, too. It's like, he does these impressions. You think he's the real people. Like, he's <laughs> fucking, fucking terrible, right? I don't want my daughter burning coal, brother. That and how I played you was 80 how, seconds how, long just to set up for the, the brother joke. And I went three quarters into the setup for that. That was a very long bit that he has for that punchline. And, you know, it's funny because, listen, if you heard that, let's say it's not Brendan. Have you, have you heard that joke? You could forgive it if it was somebody, at, you know, at a, at a Wednesday night at, at the fucking Chuckle Hut, right? Or, right. or at the Improv. You know, working out their material. This guy, just because he's Joe Rogan's friend, and I don't want anybody to fucking tell me any different, just because he's Joe Rogan's friend, got a pinnacle with probably 99% of comics strive for, which is a Showtime, a Showtime special. Like, every comic wants a Showtime special or HBO special, whatever. Yeah. He got it because he's Joe Rogan's friend. It is unearned. There is no reason for him to be there. And every time we bring it up, you're jealous. No, I'm not jealous, but the audacity of him to shit on Screech, whether Dustin Diamond's comedy is good or not, right, I guess he was in the fucking industry. That's what I would, the funny I would part is. At Dollars to Donuts, that if I went to both a Brennan Schaub show and a Screech show, I would laugh more at Screech. Oh, yeah. Easily. Hands down. Yeah. Hear about his stories banging Jesse and shit? Of course. We all thought it was funny that Brennan Schaub was going to try stand-up comedy, but... Now who's laughing? No one. That's the thing. It's not only that you because you hear stories when you really go into it, you hear stories of how the comedy the comedy game in LA is is so is so fucking gay. You know, everybody's afraid to upset Rogan. So if you're Rogan's friends, even if you're terrible, people lie to this guy. Like Brendan is like a hot chick at a party where her stories are boring. Nobody really wants to talk to her. But you're going to lie to her because, you know, maybe you'll get a blowjob. Mm -hmm. That's what Brendan is. People lie to him. and he, he, The comedy store, for example, it has very limited parking. You hear the stories. People won't tell you who they are, but they're, they're out there. There's spots where, like, only, like, the veteran comedians get a park up front. Brendan came in after only doing it a couple months, and he started taking the spots in his fucking little sports cars because he's friends with Joe Rogan. And when, when you mentioned earlier, and I thought it was a really good point when you mentioned earlier that it sounds like just people doing a show to make money. He, Brendan also does a show with Theo Vaughn, the King and the Sting too, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And Chris, and they edit their podcast a lot. And Chris Dealey even called it out uh, to the effect of like, you guys, he said the same thing. Like you guys, this is just a cash grab for you guys. You guys are just doing this to make money. And they actually cut that out of the show. Somebody grabbed it from a subreddit, but they cut it out of the show. That's what it is. It's putting his, it's, it's LA, this LA podcast scene 
is basically just quantity over quality. If you put enough stuff out there and you run enough on it and me undie ads, it's money coming in. It doesn't matter if it's funny. No, there's t there's times in the show because I was watching the YouTube video too. I think it's a YouTube show more so than it is a podcast. So yeah. I'll give it a, I'll give it a pass on some of these things. But there are times when Brendan's just on his phone texting with people. He's not even paying attention on his own show. Oh, Brian, too. Brian is oh, yeah. notorious for that. I was watching him time and time again. Like, it's like you said, these are two guys that just saw some money. They got together. They're like, we'll just do a show together. And it's just two guys that they look like um, guys that went to college together that haven't seen each other in 20 years. Yeah. And they're awkwardly catching up with each other. And they both have kids now and stuff. So you're like, yeah, so how you been? Yeah, no, I've been good. Sorry, I just had to check my phone. You know, the kids now. I <laughs> hate older. that. <sighs> that's a perfect assessment because I hate how playful they are with each other. Like they're best of buds. On this episode in the beginning, Brian announces that he's going to wear Crocs. I'm talking about the shoes. Crocs on the show the next time they record. And of course, Brennan's having none of that. I, I wanted to come in in Crocs today. Don't do it, man. I, I, I have a right I'm to punch do it. punch in the honey hole. <laughs> no, I have a right to do it, and I'm going to do it, I think. See what happens when you do it, dude. I'm going to take those <laughs> things. I'm going to pin you down. I'm going to pin you down. Try, try. I'm going to pin you down. Right, I'm going to slap back. that honey hole around a little bit. Don't slap my honey hole around. <laughs> Because that's this where I really draw the line. And I'm going to slap your honey hole no, around a little bit. No. I'm going to take those Crocs, and there's a dumpster out front nope. here. I'm going to throw them in there. Don't you dare. Tell you, don't wear them, dude. Listen to me right now. You've been warned. Okay. So that's the big setup. And by the way, this honey hole joke that Brendan says a thousand times during this episode, it's because they watched some gay porn video right before they filmed the show where they were like anally fisting each other. And yeah, he was showing him a video, and uh, I actually have that in my notes here. Brendan was obsessed with the term honey hole. He said it so many times, I want to kill myself. This is what I wrote as notes. <laughs> like, 11 at night watching this episode, and he beats a fucking premise into the ground. He doesn't stop. He doesn't cease his honey hole. It didn't five thousand times it didn't get a chuckle the first time i don't know why he held on to it here's an example of that as they're talking about this big bet they have on an upcoming fight dude when stylebender beats romero i want cash i'm gonna punch in your fucking honey hole dude well i'm, I'm sick I'm, you not my honey me, hole bro. won't be there what my honey hole won't be there i my footwork's stupid now what are they even fucking talking about and they're not even excited to talk about it it's, it's not as if they're trying to sell it they're not even trying to sell it that this is entertaining or funny. They sound like they're depressed. It does. It sounds like two guys trying to run out of clock. Yes. Like it's, it's, they're looking at the clock. They're going, we need to do it this long of a show to get this many live reads in later. That's what it is. That's all it is. These don't sound like guys that are happy to hang out. And, and, and they don't – look, I'm not saying that – Truth be told that our show sometimes doesn't get unfocused and stuff like that. Of course it does, right? We always try to have a good time. We're always trying to joke around. There's there's no point to their show. They don't go, they don't go anywhere with it. It's just guys sitting down on lazy boys, just kind of just going, hey, uh, you punch your honey hole, huh? You put your honey hole. What about your honey hole? Come on, man. There's no quips, there's no playful banter. And 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 that's why we go to this because. Mike brought this up the other day on our show, and it's like, look, hating Brendan is is really easy, right? Because Jesus Christ, does he make it easy, yes. you know? But Brian Callen, after listening to plenty of this, maybe worse out of both of them. I hate him worse. 
Yeah, well, why is it you hate him worse? Um, because he should know better. Like, he doesn't right. have brain damage. And because he should have had a career. Like, he shouldn't... Like, he was in Mad TV before anyone else had a career. He shouldn't be Rogan's bitch boy. He shouldn't be carrying water for Brendan Schaub. He's egregiously worse. There's, you know, there's a reason why you feel bad for the retard from Of Mice and Men. Because he's retarded. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just the way it goes. I think that sums it so up well. He, but Brian Callen is of sound mind and body. You should absolutely despise him worse. Mike, yeah. I totally agree. I've only listened to one episode of this podcast, and I hated Brian more. And I never had any issue with this guy going into this. But let me just play you examples of his jokes, quote unquote, because they're talking about the coronavirus. And he says, oh, I used to have a joke in my stand-up. Please tell me what the joke is here. That's why I, I used to do a joke about that, which is the, just an indictment on human beings. If a billion people died, it'd be horrible. But if it was no one you knew and they were way over there, you wouldn't miss work over it. Oh, that's going on. I mean, that's every yeah, day, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I get the setup, but what was the punchline? Ja, genocide's hilarious. <laughs> I love that he's clipping everything I had an issue with. Yeah, that's <laughs> like every time he pull, plays a clip, I'm like, oh, that's in my notes. Yeah, I wrote that like 30 minutes in. Brian tries to be deep. If a million people died, it's tragic. But like, if a million people die far away from you, you don't miss work. Yeah, seriously. Whoa, that's deep. Brian Brian talks like a Facebook meme. He really does. <laughs> it's like smoking pot in middle school, the yeah. friend of yours. Yeah. Bro, it's like, you know, 9-11 was tragic, but like, that many people die every day in India, man. Yeah, You're but like, all right, thank you, bro. That's what Appreciate happens. It. That's what happens with these. This is what's ha- this is the <laughs> But I don't care because they're Indians. <laughs> I call this the Joe, I call this the Joe Rogan effect. All these all of these comedians now, the Rogan community all want to be Rogan, right? Where they all want to be the deep guys. Yeah. Where they all want to be like, yeah, man, you know, like, I'm a comic, but you know what? I'm a truth teller. It's like, shut up. It's like, no, you're not. You're a pot-smoking, closeted homosexual who does Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Exactly. It's not fucking, it's really not any of these things. The other issue I have, too, and I actually wrote this in my notes. It's a, it's back a little bit from this, but uh, 25 minutes in, right? They're talking about Brian getting hair plugs. Yeah. And they pull up a website and there's this like sleazy LA looking, you know, plastic surgeon guy. And Brian's like, fucking hate that guy, man. I don't know what it is, but I fucking hate him. And Brendan's like, why? Why do you hate him? He's like, literally sitting next to Brendan Shaw, being who he is, no self awareness. He goes, I don't know, man. I just hate that guy. I hate vanity and men. No self awareness. <laughs> what? He's, I was, I was, Fuck though, you don't understand. I wanted to fight the who are these podcast guys for making us watch this episode. <laughs> it was like eleven at night, and I'm like, I want to fight somebody right now. Like, I actually want to fight somebody for having witnessed that. <laughs> I want to go back real quick to the croc gag. So he he threatens that he wants to wear Crocs, and of course, Brendan Schaub's not going to have that. The very next episode starts off with. Brian walks into the studio wearing Crocs. And of course, it's already been announced that he's going to get his, his honey hole punched or whatever the fuck they do. And instead, what happens is, I, I don't know if you guys saw this, but Brian pulls his pants down and puts his penis into the face of Brendan Schaub. Here's what the audio of that sounds like. So here we are. What are you doing? I'm wearing Crocs. What are you going to do? What I tell you? What I tell you? What are you going to do about it? What I tell you, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? 
Huh? What now? Here you go. Here you go. Those are my balls. I pulled out my nuts. Now, shut the fuck up. You're, now you're a tough guy? Now you're a tough guy? No. Well, this is too Get your old Now you're a tough guy. What happened? Yeah, exactly. Don't fuck around. These guys have that frat boy being gay is funny mentality. It's like, oh, it's funny because it's gay, right? Like, you put your penis in somebody's face. It's not funny. There's nothing funny about that. And look, again, I and remember fucking Brian Callen's 50. Yeah, 50-something, 50, 50 yeah. Uh, yeah, 50-something. And, and, and Brendan Schaub is 36, 37, something to that like effect. That. Uh, it's, of course, that right there. They never they look at my dick, but it's also... They don't even know how to make a bit sound natural. Like no. the, the, the very beginning of that bit is so telling. What are you doing? Are you wearing Crocs? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm gonna take my feet out. That well, was their the fifth take at it. Premise is kind of like uh, weak to begin with because why is Brendan having an issue with him wearing Crocs when Brendan wears black guy sneakers? Uh, he wears capri pants and he wears fucking lip gloss. Like who is he to speak to anyone? You know what I mean? Like it, I don't care if he is if he's MMA guy and he could beat me up if he goes, bro, you wear Crocs. I'm gonna stick it in your honey hole and I go, yeah, you're wearing lip gloss and capri pants. It looks like you want to stick it in yeah, my honey hole. Bre I get it. Brendan Chop, Brendan Chop dresses like Rihanna at a Lakers game. <laughs> so after he pulls his pants down and shoves his penis in the guy's face, they have Chris Stefano on there. He sends a dick pic to Brendan for some reason, and then they all start talking about each other's penises. Not a bad dick, dude. No, not at all. Dude, I was impressed. Hold on. This kid's got a fucking piece on him. I got a hog. Oh. I mean, I'm very impressed with that. It's, but it's, it's long. It's well, a long dick. got some girth. Long, yeah. A little bit. Yours is girthier for sure. And I'm somewhere in the middle of you two. Yeah. No, I'm it's impressed. Like, my dick looks like your dick's had babies. The Stefano's got a piece on him. <laughs> Dude, I told you. I'm fucking, I got a little bit of a hog. Chicks dig a, a solid eight inches. Where is the joke? It, it's, it's just an unironic discussion of dicks. <laughs> yes. Thank it you. Sounds like they, it sounds like they all have each other's dicks in each other's hands. <laughs> Can I, oh, let me try it. Oh, let me try it. Yeah, like, you ever see, like, guys at the gun range and they're looking at each other's guns? Yeah. Like, that's what it feels like. Oh, let me get a look at that. Oh, what kind of ammo do you use in this thing? Am I right? Like, oh, it's well, so It also sounds like they're doing that thing where it's like, you know what would be really funny is if I put your, your balls in my mouth and then I sucked on your balls and then I reached around and gave you a hand job. Look at this. Look at how funny <laughs> this is. You're like, all right. It's no longer funny when you're just being gay. It's just gay. Well, how funny would it be if we're just like, uh, I don't know, like, suck each other's dicks or something. It'd be funny. Like, it's a, it's a goof. Yeah, just as a goof. <laughs> it is. It is. It, again, keep in mind, I'm, look, it's still gay, but I understand, like, you know, 20 something year old jocks farting around. Hey, look how gay I am. I'm going to take my muggle streaking. These are men in their 30s, 40s, and 50s. That are doing this. Do you, do you under, they should be working on their 401ks and they're taking their dicks out and still think it's funny. Like there's been no evolution in their minds. They're just these these jocks. And this it's not. Yeah, it's not funny when you're doing like, it's not. It stops being funny when they sound like they're turned on. Right. And I feel like I'm on the bus on our way to a road game like this. You're yeah. just with the football team at this point. I, yep. I'm not in on the joke with, oh, yeah, I saw this guy's dick. He just sent me a text with a picture of it. He did? That's fucking weird. 
I have more penis talk here. There's another clip where they're talking oh, about. Oh, thank God. <laughs> penis enlargement. I didn't want to hear it. a baby dick. You got a baby dick. That's so embarrassing. I know. Yeah, penis enlargement surgery now is a nightmare. Because they, they just snip like the. Uh-huh. So it like extends just a little bit, but it's not good. Yeah, they, they cut a tendon or Ugh. something. Get the fuck out of here. I'm out. No. Cost no. from five to ten grand. That's how you know it's not good. These guys know a lot about penis enlargement surgery. If you asked me what the procedure was, how much it costs, I have no idea. This guy brings it up. He's just like, oh, yeah, I know how they do that. They do this. They do that. Yeah, it's like 5000 bucks. Like, okay, so you've looked into this a lot. You've done a lot of research on this. It's any any kind of – that's the thing. This, this, that LA, this is that L.A. mentality. Any of that vanity stuff and vanity surgery, hair plug stuff, any of that shit, these guys, of course, know all about it because they've had friends have done it. This is this is what and and people get mad sometimes when we say, but this is what L.A. comedy is now. This this show is a good microcosm of L.A. comedy is now. It's dudes that think they're movie stars that just that just do the gayest things and go, ah, we're fucking around, we're just fucking joking around. But I know I know exactly how much a dick surgery costs them. <laughs> right. It is really, really odd. Like the whole thing, the, the entire Rogan crew really is is a fucking in the closet type situation a lot of overcompensating a lot of mma a lot of rolling around on the mats a lot of like no suck each other's dicks as a goof right how hey how funny would be like you know what i mean like you're doing something right and i sneak up and i like i don't know like i sniff your ass (laughs) it'd be funny right like like gay guys do that kind of shit like a bunch of fags right what funny would that be and you're like uh, not that funny, actually. It's starting to get uncomfortable. <laughs> Everything they do is like, what if we like grabbed each other's dicks as a goof? But then the funny part is, is these two, both of them, Callan and Brandon, the, these two fucking dick showing homos, when they when when they go on, but when they go on Rogan's show, Callan's like, yeah, man, but like you know, I just think that the CIA is just doing some fucked up shit to this country, you know? Because I was looking at the economics, I'm like, you can't be both, right? You, you can't be deep thinking guy and takes his dick out and sticks him in crocs guy that'd be funny if they're like yeah man it's like the government for sure they're using a special beam to make me suck my friend's dick <laughs> it's really weird dude. i don't know what it is but i think it's the cia that makes me suck my co-host dick over that, and over again. that would be eddie bravo's <laughs> take on it eddie bravo would come to be like i don't even want to suck dick and i keep sucking dick <laughs> bro i get up every morning and i start sucking a dick all right eddie i get it but like you know out of the whole crew though i'll be honest with you because i've said this to mike before eddie bravo probably bothers me the least oh he's great i love because- eddie bravo because yeah, but exactly, he bothers me the least because he's he is who he is. Like, there's no mystery behind Eddie Bravo. He's a fucking lunatic that thinks the earth is flat, and he'll defend himself about it, and he'll yell at you about it. And it's like, all right, you know what? I respect him. He's not putting on fucking show like like Brendan is. Like Brendan inside his brain is a little child that I don't think he ever. You could tell the way he acts. Like you said earlier, he repeats jokes over and over and over again. He's just trying to fit in. Like, like all of Brendan's jokes when he's hanging out with other comedians are always like, hey, look at me. Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad, look at me. Oh, I have an example of this, what you're talking about. He says something that other people didn't know, and he has to rub it in for some reason. Tyson doesn't fuck oh around. You guys didn't know this, huh? No. Yeah. Um, yeah, you guys didn't know that, huh? No. Oh, my God.
Who the fuck talks like that except for a little kid? Oh, you didn't know that. I knew that. You didn't know that? Oh, I knew that. Why didn't you know that? I knew that. Like, okay, whatever. Who cares? Like, it's, let him have his fucking victory lap. Right. I really know anything. You he doesn't know what I mean? No, he doesn't. Seriously. He doesn't. He gets all his knowledge from Netflix documentaries that he half watches while he's falling asleep on the couch. Yeah, if you suddenly had a million dollars, you'd probably show it off to people. It's kind of the way it goes. Yeah. I and you know what really bothers me about the show is that they always have these designer shoes on the table like they're showing them off. Yeah, bro, they're sneakerheads, dude. They're oh, cool. Fucking, so you know they're into the cool hip culture. Forty years old and you're a sneakerhead. Should be. Killed. You know how many pairs of sneakers I own? Two. Mm-hmm. I own a good pair and a shitty pair, right? So then every it, yeah. every man should own one good pair of sneakers that you could wear somewhere, and then a shit pair that you go running in or you just run to the fucking store in. The whole video seems like a commercial for sneakers. It's the only thing I noticed while watching it. I don't know if that's why they don't do jokes because that would distract you from the sneakers. No, you know, no, no. The reason you don't notice it is because the sneakers have personality. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing popping off the screen on the fucking sneakers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love that you're talking about their vanity because it's fucking through the roof. And... He brought it up. I wrote it in my he 25 minutes. Man, I just I hate vanity and man. I can't stand that. I was like, I'm gonna fu- I'm gonna kill. Royce, I I'm going to kill the guys who are these podcasts, <laughs> and then flying to LA, I'm killing those two well, then, and their producers. Then he, do... he unironically says this. He's yes. got the biggest ego on the planet. I, uh, who are these fucking people to judge someone for having an ego? At one point, Brendan is watching a video. So they, they do a lot of watching other videos while they're doing their video. He's watching a video of himself, which I think is an awesome <laughs> format. Great. We would never do that on <laughs> yeah, What, are, what are these guys? You can't, make, you can't make your own stuff up? Yeah, we do our own bit. We want anybody to ever tune into Revenge of the Sis. We're never just watching other people's videos. Yeah, you can't, we can, you, you can't make your own content? <laughs> By the way, I, that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to come on the show. I immediately liked these guys when I heard that. Well, two reasons I, I wanted to come on this show. Number one, because Iraq is my good friend, and he said you got to be on this show. Yes. So shout out to Iraq. Thank Iraq. Yep. Rock is the fucking best. And number two, the number two reason you literally said the same criticism that we get all the time. Hey, you can't make your old jokes up. Yeah. You gotta play other people's shit. Yeah, that was when immediately when I started liking you guys when you were like, Yeah, I guess these guys they watch other people and they were making fun of them. And the guy, one of you guys was like, Oh, what they can't come up their own content? They just gotta make fun of everybody else. I'm like, okay, I like these guys. <laughs> I, I love that argument. These guys have zero content. They tried to just do a show on their own, it would suck. It's like that's all we do is it. All right. So here is them watching a video. And this is great because Brendan Shop is watching a video that's starring Brendan Shop. And this is like retard inception. It's him watching himself and complimenting how many views the video has. Is that right? Prove a point, yeah. Oh. Did you see Whitaker hit him at all? No, I did not. Nope. I think you. I did not. <clears throat> Almost a million views. Not this last <laughs> I think, and I think I can validate with numbers, you're the biggest star the UFC has right now. So that was Brendan watching Brendan ask a question to an MMA fighter. This show is literally just hanging out with guys who are surfing the internet. There are long stretches where they're not even talking about anything. They're just reading web pages. They're scrolling through pages. I actually have an example. They're watching the weigh-in for this fight that's coming up. And this is them watching a video. And I watched this on YouTube. There are times when you just are watching them watch it. It's not even up on the screen. Style Bender is, Style Bender is a, 
is a tall man. You know your girl Zhang's fighting too, Joanna. Look at these two bad motherfuckers. This is gonna be good. Fast forward till they start mm -hmm. dancing, so I don't have to hear Brian's <laughs> That girl said, "Hoodie, sit down." I remember Sal Bender asked for this fight. He didn't have to grant Yoel Romero a title shot. He asked for it because he wanted to prove that, that he baddest. can take out the best wrestler in the league too. This couldn't be more boring. This, is, this must be what it feels like to be a, a waitress at a Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It's just just standing there waiting to go. Do you want, a, an, Do you want another pitcher? An, another, uh, another. Okay, great. I'll cook it. Okay. Are you just hearing them just talking about the fight? <sighs> and then they're, they're like, the hey, what are you doing, sweetheart? What time you get off? Huh? Hey, well, get off. Do you get off? Huh? All right. uh, yeah, just... Whatever. Sir, would you like another pitcher of beer? Oh, no, look at my buddy's dick, though. He just texted hey. it to me. Check out this guy's cock. Oh, look at this picture of my buddy's dick. <laughs> He'll show it to you right now. Do you want to show her your dick? Which, by the way, to be fair, it can be funny, but it's like these guys are obsessed with dicks. Like, don't remember, like we would do shit. You look back in the day, that was a pretty standard thing would be like to grab your buddy's phone and take a picture of your dick and make it his home screen. Like that shit used to be funny back in the day. That is pretty funny. Yeah, but it's not an extended bit. It's a two-second thing, and then you go, watch when he comes back the reaction that we were. Yeah, but I didn't monetize a podcast around it. It wasn't a 20-minute bit either. You come back, you sit down, and you're like, Let me check my hey, come on. He's like, all right, that was me. I was pretty good. At one point. Brian Callen is talking about taking an acting class, and he explains why he stayed in the acting class for so long. I stayed in the acting class for at least seven more years because I can't tear myself away from a train wreck. That's I probably mean, pretty fun. Oh, dude, the also spectacular insanity that you see in an acting class. So what he's trying to say is that there were so many boneheads in this acting class that it was so much fun for him. He stayed in it for seven years for the goof. And I have a theory. I think that sounds stupid. I think maybe he just needed more help with acting. I think that's why he was in the acting class for seven years. I don't think he he was very good at it. Now, Brian Callens had more failed pilots than Al Qaeda, so it's not he he's he's a dude that's been given shot after shot after shot after Mad TV. He really has. Yeah. And he just he doesn't you know he could be don't get me wrong he could probably be a good neighbor in a TV show or like you know the wacky guy, but he's not. He's never going to be a dude you're going to build anything around. I think he stayed in acting class for seven years just so that he could have a seven-year run in acting at anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I couldn't last as long in Mad TV, but you know what? I could take the class for seven years. That class is on his IMDb page. Yeah, you take an acting class so that when people, when you're not working and people go, oh, you're an actor? What do you do? You, I'm doing some like theater right now. Right. Back to my roots, doing a lot of theater, and it's like, oh, you're going to class. Got it. He actually, Brian Kalen actually sums up uh, the show very well with this statement. Dude. The whole thing is bad, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he really is just, it, there's no point to this thing at all. I also wanted to point out, he knows it's a bad show because uh, I wrote this down to 44 minutes in. And Brian Callen and Brandon Schaub are talking about UFC. Brian Callen yawns while he's talking. 
<laughs> not while somebody else is. He's literally like, yeah, I was watching that last week, man. And the way Mass Vidal like, goes, there's a punch. It's like, it's insane. I'm like, you're the one talking. You're the one making a point. I think we should point out, too, that this video that we're talking about has a quarter of a million views on YouTube. It's terrible. Nobody who's involved in it even wants to be on it. And yet, for some reason, it's probably the Joe Rogan effect. There are 200,000 plus people who are tuning into this, appointment viewing for them. Oh, there's a new fighter in the kid out. I got to see what they have to say. I don't even understand it either, because if you read the comments of most of their videos, it's like... It's about 70, 40 hate. Like, it's mostly people just making fun of Brendan, saying yeah, he's an yeah. idiot, saying he's stupid. If you go to their subreddit, it's people making fun of them, saying he's stupid. So I really am curious who all these people are. They exist, though. You're going to be dealing with them now when you put this oh, episode yeah. up. You're going to be dealing with them because you're going to get a thousand comments from people you've never seen before going, You're stuck! crush enough puss! Maybe you can <laughs> play some organized sports, faggot! And you're like, that's your big comeback. Like, these yeah. guys suck. I'm going to make fun of them. They look like man children. The one guy can't even see his kids. They wear sneak, put sneakers on the table. They're closeted homosexuals. And your big comeback is, you know, crushing up puss and go to frat parties. And it's like, all right, I guess. I know, you but win. fucking Brian, you're 50. You shouldn't be going to frat parties either. <laughs> no, but th- that's true. Because when we started goofing on them a little bit, was all the comments were like, you guys are fucking idiots. You guys just don't have enough sex. That's what it is. I bet you guys, see, you're going to get this. You guys are virgin. You're virgin. Uh, you're in your mother's basement. <laughs> Wait, is you this Starry John we're talking about or Fighter of the Kid? This is these guys. There's a lot the, of yeah. jock comebacks. You don't play enough sports. That'll be one of the things. Yeah. You don't take MMA. You would never be able to say this shit to their face. Well, they, 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 they've heard us making fun of them, and they talked. They, they've heard us making fun of them, and they've talked about us before. Okay. You know these guys. You know these guys just sitting there in their in their mother's basement. Virgins. You know, they, mother's basement. They need to get laid. So fucking. These guys just need to get laid. All they do is sit there and just make fun of other people. I'm like, that's your fucking show too. That's ninety percent of shows on the internet. Yeah, man. we just happen to be good at it, Brian and Brendan. If you hear this, <laughs> you're just jealous. And I want to point out that whole thing where they're like the cool jocks, and you know they're crushing all the puss. They unironically fawn over a male model. This has been going viral right now because John C. Riley's son is actually a model. Check this out. That's his son. Oh, my no. God. His yeah. son is fine. Yeah. His son's super but People good, just man. found out that he looks this good, and they're wondering how that's possible. What's the, yeah, like that's well, a good-looking He has the same eyes as his dad and lips. And that's fine if you're gay. It's fine to, to fawn over a male model. I just don't understand why this is content for jocks. I don't understand that. I don't understand how you can't just, like, the thing is, too, is, like, the way they handle it all is so absolutely gay. Like, there's a way to do this and go, hey, do you know John C. Riley's kid is a model? You know, and you pull up a picture and you go, wow, yeah, that's a good-looking kid. Look at that guy. Who would have thought that Dewey Cox would have, you know, had a a good-looking kid? And then you move on. But the way they do it, they're just kind of like, Oh, yeah. Oh, John C. Riley's son. I'll fucking put his dick in my mouth right now. And you're like, calm down. Calm the fuck down. The way you just said it, though, is actually funny. They're not even trying to make jokes. They've not at one point in this show do they try to make a joke. It's not even trying to be entertaining. No, it's not. And, and you know, the thing is, the thing is with them, what bothers, well, I was going to say, like, what bothers me, like, there's one thing, but one of the many things that bothers me about, about them is the way that they, 
if you're gonna if you're gonna be comedians, you're gonna do this, and, and the way that everybody treats treats Brennan with kid gloves in the comedy community, and there's plenty of people that don't like him, but put up with him because of the Rogan stuff. You want to be on Rogan, you want to do the comedy store when you're out there. They, Brendan specifically, this is a Brendan trait, has no fucking, any fucking respect for, like, other comedians that aren't in his circle. Like, when the Ari Shafir thing happened, he just, when the Kobe-Ari Shafir thing happened, he just fucking ripped apart Ari, said he was fucking disappointed that Ari was a piece of shit. When the Shane Gillis thing happened, when Shane Gillis was uh, kicked off of uh, SNL, fired from SNL, you know, he he says, oh, you know, the worst thing about the Shane Gillis podcast is that it's not funny. And I'm like, dude, these fucking people, whether you like them or not, are so much funnier than you are. And everybody has to be careful and nobody has to be it. No one can make fun of of, of Rogan's little pet project, Brendan Shaw. But Shaw just fucking goes, buck, just goes, goes after every other comic that he doesn't think it's funny. Like he doesn't even give the same respect that's forced upon other people. It's odd, too, because Stuttering John has this same problem. When you have to tell people that you're funny all the time, funny people never announce to the world how funny they are. Other people tell them. Look, if you don't believe I'm funny, let's check this out. I got this clip here from 95. Look at, Watch me real quick when I make Robin laugh. All right, before we get into that, because I do have to get into that, I have, I have one more clip that I want to play. And this is Brendan Schaub. He can't read. They're, they're trying to do an ad read. That's what this whole show is for, is just, can we fill up 40 minutes so that we can get to this ad read, please? And he just sucks. Visit their website and read their testimonials, all right? Visit uh, better. Visit. Uh-oh, retard alert. Retard alert, class. You having a stroke? I've heard Opie get better live reads than that. Dude, if we were doing a live read and Royce started talking like that, suddenly I'd be looking around for a defibrillator. Like, is he okay? I think he might be. I'm going to call the paramedics. He might be dying. Uh, all right. I, I am going to play one more clip. I, I apologize. I can't help myself. So much of this show is them watching the internet. At one point, they're taught. I forget. I can't even remember what they're talking about. Like um, Spielberg's daughter is getting into porn or something. So they just start watching porn. All right, well, there's that. Is that Lisa Turtle bottom right? <laughs> oh, no, no, sorry. No, that is not. <laughs> sorry, thought it was. There's a lot of... Colin Farrell sex tape? He had one, too? No. That looks like him, though. Oh, no, dude, this is... I don't think so. We're just straight watching porn. I know, we're just watching porn now. Uh, what else we got? <laughs> They're just on RedTube scrolling around during their show. It feels like there's no prep for this show. <laughs> I think you know, there might I, be no I'm prep. Being, I'm not even being a dick. Like you, there's a difference between, you know, having some kind of prep and then also having no. Like me and Royce, you know, when we prep for the show. We prep lightly. It's not. We're not like we, we come up with you know a couple topics a day, a couple videos a day. We send them back and forth, and we kind of get an idea of the day before. Like, All right, this is kind of what we're going to talk about. And then you, but I don't think they do any. I think they both show up with like whatever they saw, and they haven't. Like I don't think they talk outside of the show, so they just kind of show up and go, "Yo, check out this video I found. Of this dude sucking this other dude's dick." 
Isn't that awesome? <laughs> like, what are you watching when we're not? You know what I mean? Like, at least, you know, Royce and I all said to each other, like, hey, here's a clip of Stutter and John making a mistake. Or, you know, here's a, here's a clip of uh, one of these lol cows we make fun. Well, this With is what... them, it's just like they don't talk, and then they just show up to work, and they're like, so you seen any good dick-sucking videos lately, B? <laughs> this is an, like, what? an unpopular opinion, but this is what I hate about the internet, is that anyone can have a show, and they all act like it's ironic and fun that it's so casual and they put zero effort into it. Like, look at how, how much we don't care about this show that we do. It's like, well, that would be funny if it was really entertaining, but it's not entertaining and you're putting zero effort into it. So I'm yeah. not sure why it's a show. No effort in and do a good show. Who do you people think you are? Come town? <laughs> now that, that's called zero prep and it does not matter. That, yeah, that, no, they're hilarious, they're but, hilarious. Uh, you know, again, everybody thinks that they're going to do that. Like, yes. I don't know how many times I've heard people in the last 10 years of us podcasts. And again, me and Royce have tried. We have old projects. It didn't work out. Like, we've actually had to do this. Like, me and Royce are like the podcasting equivalent of the movie Rudy. Like, we just had to keep fucking taking the hits until finally, you know, paid off. But every time you meet people and they go, yeah, like, I always think, like, me and my buddies could do a podcast. You know what I mean? Like, we're just so funny at the job site, you know, just us naturally sitting around. We're just so funny. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just flip the mics on and just the magical happen. <laughs> like That's not how it fucking works, dude. Speaking of putting no prep work into a show, it's time for. We got to talk about Suttering John because that's really how we've come together uh, and and got this collaboration going is because we both have goofed on Suttering John and he's threatened both of us with legal action. Uh, my lawyer has informed me that Stuttering John could go fuck himself. So. <laughs> I want to start there because he, got, sure. he sent you guys a DM through Twitter from his yeah. own Twitter account. Yes. Pretending to be his attorney, Vince, and saying that you need to take all of the videos off of your t YouTube channel that he was featured in. What has happened with that? What's the update? Stuttering John has been doing this for a while. There's been different shows and different podcasts and different people that have been uh, playing his stuff. And specifically his stand-up video. Yeah. Which is just a fucking recorded off of a cell phone. Yep. In some I've, sort of sidebar, <laughs> yep. he sends those those uh, notifications to people, and most people don't know any better, and they just take them down because you know. I mean, and then to be fair with them, like you know, most people just posting a video to make fun of him, or whatever. The difference is is that we have a lawyer too, so we're like, no, 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 fuck you. Uh, this is I'll, if you'd like, I'll read you the DM that because this is how lawyers communicate. I don't know if you know this. Not many people in there maybe uh, law savvy. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to read to you what he sent me via DM. And this is, I'm not misreading it. I'm reading exactly how it's written. Greeting. <laughs> <Good start. clears throat> so far, so good. It's legally binding Twitter DM. Yeah. So far, so good. <laughs> Greeting. I write on behalf of my client, John Melendez. You have used his work without proper consent and in violation of federal and New York state law. Immediately remove all of Melendez's videos from your YouTube channel. Failure to immediately comply will result in additional damages. 
send confirmation. Uh, the videos were removed via email too, and then the email Vincent's email. Uh, of course, I replied with a very, very, very. I'm not going to read the whole thing, the whole thing, but your basic standard fair use copyright uh, Millennium Act. We're allowed to do it. Blah 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 blah. I never got a reply from him, okay. as far as I was. Uh, I did send it over to my lawyer. My lawyer contacted him, and that's basically where we're at. We're going to keep doing it. Like he's not, he's not going to be immune from it. But yeah, he he uses this. Like I know what happened to the radio gunk guys too, where they were playing a stand up, and he went after them. That's what he does. He doesn't want to be criticized because he has zero comedic talent. <laughs> right. So he, he wants his videos to be completely taken offline. Now the ironic part about that is that. 50% of his channel, the Stuttering John channel on YouTube, was, not anymore because we called him out on it, was clips of him from ETV yeah. on Howard or clips of him on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here from ABC. Like, he, he uses copyright material all the time. And then he's going after people for the same He's thing. nothing without the copyright material. Well, he also plays clips on his podcast of Howard Stern from Sirius yeah, well, XM. He's playing these clips without permission. And he's going, well, they can't. Well, it's okay because they were talking about me, so I can do that, which is not in the law anywhere. And then he says to me that we're in violation of the law because we played a clip of his show. Jen, those who live in glass houses, what are you talking about? But, well, to be fair, I, I never know what he's talking about anyway. <laughs> well, the, the good news is, guys, because... He's on his show recently, and he's talking about how Howard Stern had very thin skin when it came to Opie and Anthony, and he wanted to make sure that Opie and Anthony were not talking about him. And Suttering John's saying this, and then realizes what a hypocrite he is and stops himself. Talk about a guy with thin skin. I mean, I, I take all you guys, you know, trashing me. I don't care. You can trash me all you want. It doesn't matter. I don't even care about these losers with the podcast who trash me. I don't give a fuck about that. It's when they, you know, cross the... Legal line, I have a problem with. So I, you guys play this on your show, too, that clip. Because you can't go after us and talk about us every single episode and then say, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. It obviously does bother you. And what does he mean by cross the legal line? What is he talking about? He has no idea. <laughs> Stuttering John is basically the... the if, if Brendan Schaub wants to see his future... It's yes. stuttering. Like, that's what it is. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He has no clue. That's not true. Stuttering John's been on Howard Stern in The Tonight Show. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan won't even have that. You're saying Stuttering John's more successful in life? Is that what you're saying? Real of fights he lost. And a couple clips from Fighter and the Kid who fucking remember <laughs> his career. So after he explains that He's not bothered by us trashing him, and he's he's all in on the joke. I mean, obviously, for two years now, he's been motherfucking us and not in on the joke, but now he is. And he even goes as far as to say this. Uh, but I don't I You know, I would do any of these guys' shows. You know, all of these fucking with the, you know, you know where are these uh, podcasts or, uh, you know, I don't know, the... With the military academy, I don't know. I do any of these podcasts. I don't give a fuck. All right, so he officially announced that he would do our show as well as your guys' show. I think he's talking about us. Yeah, I think he's talking about us. And here's my – I would love to have John on the show. He's very welcome to come on. I just don't know what we would talk about. I try to have people on who are witty and interesting 
who can make fun of podcasts with me. But John, if you want to come on, I, I I'll give it a minute. We'll see what we can do. Turn it he into won't something. show up. He did, John's the guy that tried to challenge us to a fucking a boxing match. Well, no, he tried to challenge us to a roast battle first. Oh, yes, first and we were like battle. accepted, and yes. then he was like, "No, you are around a box, you guys." And it was just like, "That's not come on, what are we children?" No, but yeah. And then like you know, he's just he's just he's just gonna keep moving the goalposts and hiding like a little bitch boy. That's the other thing too. Like his mind is still stuck in like '90s shock jock radio too. Like, let's have a celebrity boxing match. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no, we're adults. What we're would that? Gonna... What would that even settle? You're right, John. You are funnier than us. You're able to hit me with an uppercut. Like, what does that have to do with anything? Yeah, and also he's an alcoholic. I mean, he's <laughs> yeah. not. I don't think that guy could last fucking half a round. I, I'm not really, but it, I wouldn't do that. It's so, it's such, such a. It's first off, it's hack. Like. It's such a hack thing to do. Uh, you want to fight me? Let's take this to the cage. All right, stuttering the love sponge. Fine, <laughs> but but it's it's he he really here's here's what it was astonishes me right. Like this is a guy who's been in the industry right, like in the fucking radio industry. How many years was he in the radio industry? Forever on the mm. biggest show, the biggest show that everyone was talking about all the time. Uh, giant movie books, the whole thing. I mean, whether you like Stern or not, Stern is a big reason why we're doing this podcast, why anybody does podcasts, why anyone's doing any of this shit, yep. you know? It's, it's, he started it. Whether how fucking lame he is now is neither here nor there. He started it. He then comes to YouTube, gets a fucking microphone from Radio Shack, <laughs> using StreamYard, and can't pull 50 people. And 30 of the people that he pulls are people making fun of him. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's him. Embarrassed all right i have to play this clip now because he's talking about you guys goofing on him for using Streamyard, and this is just brilliant i like Streamyard thanks to my good buddy monique from radio gunk who suggested Streamyard. and i know there's these fucking two bold felons or at least one of them is a felon you know i'm not uh, a felon so I'm trashing me because i Streamyard, like and they call me a boomer first of all if i could say something a boomer. No, I'm a generation Xer. Okay. A baby boomer. They're older than me. You see, I'm only 47. I'm a Gen Xer. I'm not a boomer. He's so fucking stupid. He doesn't get the boomer joke. This is how dumb this guy is. He's explaining your joke back to you. What you what you guys don't understand is oh, I'm not I'm not a boomer. I was born first off, he's lying, because he's actually fifty-four years old. He was born in sixty-five. So I don't know why he says he's 47. I think he actually technically is a boomer, but that's not the point. <laughs> You're a boomer because you suck at technology. You can't get your show to work, you fucking idiot. But also he hasn't made, in, in all the years he's doing this, he's made no friends. Like, right. If he had any friends in the industry, they'd be like, hey, yeah, John, I'll help you. Yeah, of course, I'll help you set it up here. Let me help you up. This is what you need. Let's do a couple test runs. Let's figure this out. The only person that's even helping him with audio equipment is a lawyer, which well, is odd. The other person is Monique from Radio Gunk. And what Monique's deal is, is that she's so obsessed with Howard Stern that she'll talk to anyone who's ever been a part of that show. Well, I guess as lawyers in the same boat. But those are the only people who are willing to help him out. People who are weirdly obsessed with the Howard Stern show. And that, that's his whole show. His whole show is like, you remember this one time uh, I was talking to Benji. It's literally every fucking and, bit. Uh, it's, it's all his shows are, all like we say, Stuttering John is like Uncle Rico. 
yes. you know, from Julian Dynamite. It's just he's li- he's living his glory days over and over again in front of everybody. You know, yeah, I got a. He even said the other day, I don't even got a problem, Howard. I just wrote everything in my tell-all book for no reason. <laughs> Well, it gets even worse than that. And I have documented on this show all of his glory day moments when he talks about making Fred laugh in 1987 and everything else that he's accomplished. This is one of my favorites of all time. He told an anecdote in a writer's meeting at The Tonight Show. And he's talking about this as if this is a big accomplishment he had in his life. So in the writer's meeting of the next morning, I go, I go, Jay, you remember when you told me that I should... I should use your name to get out of tickets. He goes, yeah, yeah, I did. I go, yeah, I did. And you know what he said? He goes, what? And I go, said he, he goes, why should I give a fuck? <laughs> the whole, all the writers laughed. Jay laughed. Jack Cohen, the head writer, laughed. This is how and sad this guy is. He's telling a story. And everybody laughed. And he has to explain that he said something out loud that people laughed at. Meanwhile, it wasn't a joke he came up with. It was an anecdote. A cop told you to fuck off. And he's so excited about this that 12 years later, he's on a podcast going, and then I said this joke and Jay's laughing. And the writer over there, he's laughing. Oh, my God, John, that's so pathetic. The Jay Leno thing is the funniest part, too, because he thinks that Jay even cared about him. He was just a revenge fuck. <laughs> I love that you guys say that. John was a revenge fuck on Howard. There was the only reason that's he was, he was. Yeah. yeah, there was the only reason why he was hired was to say, fuck you, to Howard Stern, and that was the way to do that. Because John's audition tapes, the guy's not a fucking announcer. He can't talk. No, he's not. <laughs> and the stuttering was always fake, too. But um, I think the funny part is is that how mad he gets that people make fun of him and people goof on him. And it's like, that was your entire career on yep. Stern, was was making fun of people and doing bad interviews and goofing on them. And and it's, it's the... I think when he came on to do podcasts... He thought this was going to go way differently than it did. But nobody wants to hear your war stories from a show that's long gone. No one really – I mean, come on. I'm sure there's some people that still listen to Howard. I'm sure Howard has his hardcore fan base. But Howard isn't the Howard of fucking the 90s anymore. Like, nobody really cares. People have moved on. Right. I, you know, who cares about Stern now? They're going to yeah. care about some flunky from 95. Yeah. I love that now he's doing these shows with the Super Chat. And so he'll read a question if you give him two bucks because he's very desperate for money at this point. Oh, yeah. And I love now, that. You have to pay me a couple bucks first. <laughs> yeah. I love that when you look at his, his, uh, his live streams, everybody in the chat is either an ROTC listener or a WATP listener. <laughs> and we do get some people who ask some funny questions and he has no clue what's going on. The great Watubi, thank you for $5. Do, do you know Seamus? <laughs> Who's Seamus? And when am I going to Gary, Indiana? I, I'd love to answer you. I don't know who Seamus is. So if, you know, if you let me know, you know, I will answer. And All right, I'll let you know, John. Seamus is maybe a worse podcaster than you, but it's close. It's very, very close. He keeps getting questions about Gary, Indiana, and he's not picking up on it. He doesn't pick up on many things. He's very very dumb. I don't know if you know this. He's not a smart guy. He hasn't. He has, the other thing is, you know, ever since we talked about him, there's a lot of people people sending us info. He hasn't invested his money well. He's basically living in a in an efficiency somewhere in L.A. Did you hear the clip 
where he got his gas cut off? I loved your guys' take on that. I talked about it on our show last week because you even said it's not like he missed one month's payment. Like, you get your gas shut off. You're delinquent for months at a time when that happens. Yeah, they don't just cut it off because you missed one (laughs) one week of paying your – or one month of paying your gas. He was sticking to that story, too, when I fought with him on Twitter. He was yelling at me on Twitter, and he's like, you guys are a bunch of losers, and – you, you, and I was like mocking him. He goes, "Yeah, well, I'd rather be a has been than a never was like you." And I was like, oh. "John, we just went to Vegas and our LLC paid for it. You couldn't even pay your gas bill last week. <laughs> Who the fuck are you talking to?" And then he's like, "No, nah, I forgot to pay it." It's like, yeah, for, for fucking three months, dude. Stop. Forgot. Oh, this guy's fucking amazing. So. Mike, you listened, or you actually did a show on, was it Nightwave? Oh, no, yeah. Okay. So you have another another show that you do outside of ROTC, and you did a viewing of Stuttering John's movie, National Lampoon's One Too Many from 2008. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I watched yeah. the whole thing, man. I, I I couldn't do it all in one sitting. I had to do it in a lot of different chunks because that movie is so terrible. But yeah, I wouldn't brutal. do it again. I actually almost broke it up into two parts. Yeah. But then I realized I paid for the rental, not the fucking purchase, because I was not purchasing it. And uh, you can only finish it within 24 hours of the rental. So I was like, ah, if I quit this show, I'm gonna have to rent it again tomorrow night. I'm not fucking doing that. So I had to, I had to plow through the whole thing. You got lucky. You got to do it in (laughs) seconds. Yes. So he put out this movie, and it's got his his buddy in the movie is Jeff Ross, and he's got it's it's one of these stories where he's banging every chick on the planet because he's such a hot gigolo, and then he wants to settle down with this girl, but he wants to have a threesome. Nothing about it is funny or realistic. And the thing that jumped out to me was he wrote this movie and is also the star of it. The dialogue is atrocious. It's as if everybody's the same person. You can tell when someone's really a hack writer when everyone talks the same way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It it was... um... You know, it was probably like him and like some stern flunky that sat there and wrote this whole thing. And it was... It, this is one of, first of all, Jeffrey Ross, it's very clear. His name's Ernie in the movie, and it's very clear he was supposed to be Artie. <laughs> yeah. It's very that they wanted to get Artie, and Artie was, you know, too busy fucking doing heroin and, let's knock over. <laughs> so that wasn't going to happen. Um, that was actually, by the way, on Artie's part, that's a better move than making a movie with Stuttering John. Well, that's true. And he was probably yesing him to death, like, yeah, sure, John, send me a scrub. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, that didn't happen. And here's the thing. This came out during the National Lampoon licensing boom when they were just letting people pay them and slap their name on whatever. And this was during a really bad time in um, in National Lampoon history. But this is still, I think, the lowest of the low points. There were parts in it where, because Jeffrey Ross is a funny comedian, there were parts where he was saying lines that you're just like, why wouldn't he punch it up? Like, I understand that John wrote the script, but try something else that's maybe funnier for your line. I can't I can't imagine Jeffrey Ross thought that was gonna be a good movie when he was acting what in it. What if Stuttering John is like really like hardcore like uh, David Chase and Terrence Winter from the <laughs> yeah. Sopranos? What if they're like what if Jeffrey Ross was like banging out some funny ad libs and he's like, Hey Jeffrey, do me a favor, all right? Show some respect to the script. All right, I wrote 
look, I wrote this really funny dialogue for you. Why don't you just respect my talent? It's my movie, so why don't you just read what's on the page? Jeffrey Ross was like, all right, man, hey, this is your movie. It's cool. So there's there's one scene in this movie. Royce, have you seen this movie? Yes, I actually was watching it well, on Nightwave. Okay, <laughs> There's this one scene in the movie that I have to talk about. It's the worst scene in a terrible movie. John has got uh, his girlfriend and this prostitute back in a hotel room, and he just has to find some money. So he's traveling around to get money, and then he's going to bring it back, and he can't wait to have this threesome. But first, he has to take a monster dump. So he runs into a coffee ah, shop. <laughs> he runs into a coffee shop. He runs into the bathroom, and he goes into the handicap stall to take this shit. And the first part of it is just the hackiest comedy ever with, like, fart noises, and he's sweating, and you're just supposed to be like, whoa, this is so funny and edgy. After that, it gets so stupid. And this is what I mean by the person who wrote this movie is an idiot. And you can tell that they have no understanding of how comedies work. Because you can't take a situation that would never, ever happen and have people relate to it and think it's funny. Unless it's like Airplane where it's like really out there. But this woman, so he's in the ladies room, which is the first joke. This woman in a wheelchair comes in and starts banging on the door where John's in there shitting. And she's enraged that she can't get into the handicap stall. This would never happen. No one's <laughs> ever been an asshole to someone who's taking a shit, actively shitting. Like, get the fuck out of there. I need to get in there. It's like, lady, I'm shitting. Can you give me a second? Oh, that's so true. I didn't even think it. Yeah, she's pounding on it. Ah! It's like nobody would do that. Nobody would do that. so stupid. You know, boy, is this not having legs thing really fucking inconvenient? <laughs> And so John then realizes there's no toilet paper and another fucking hack joke. So he's looking and he's like, oh shit, how am I going to wipe my ass? Meanwhile, there's a lady in a wheelchair right outside of the door. I don't know. Ask her to grab some toilet paper for you so that you can wipe your ass. No, instead he has to use $20 bills to wipe his ass. And then he crawls out the bottom in order to escape without being discovered by some fucking chick in a wheelchair. Who cares? Who cares if you're discovered from being in the ladies' room or not? Yeah, I would just walk out and be like, yeah, I was shitting. <laughs> yeah, remember, right. remember, remember when National Lampoons was Animal House? Yeah. Used and to be then good. it's this. It, it, really, it really is so sad. He killed the entire brand by himself. I don't think anyone knows about this movie. It's been, it's been buried. I didn't know that this movie existed until you found it. So I think it needs a resurgence. <laughs> it certainly does. It is so bad. There isn't a laugh to be had. It never went away in my heart. I like I like you know I like when it's a, when it's your movie and you write it and everything, but you can't even get the girls to take their tops off. So a lot of the sex is had with bras on. <laughs> oh that's you that's pretty good. That's hilarious. And also I loved that Mike pointed out he thought he was Adam Sandler. He's got the parts where he's strumming the acoustic guitar and singing the song. It's like you're not John, you're not Adam Sandler. No, oh, he thought he was going to be the next Sandler. Yeah. <laughs> that, and that, during that time, that was when you could probably think, yeah, this is, this is going to be huge. I'm going to do exactly what Sandler does. I'm just going to do my songs, and I'm going to direct, and I'll act, and I'll be a writer. I'll do it all on my own. <laughs> I wish John's really thought that. So I just pulled one clip from this movie that I want to play for you right now. And the reason why I'm playing this is because, as we all know, John is very left-leaning. He's extremely woke. He 
doesn't want to offend anybody, especially the LBGT community. And yet, in a movie that he wrote just 12 years ago, this is what he thought was comedy. The scene is, he's sitting in his car and he's got the devil on one shoulder, the angel on the other. Another fucking just hack scene. Really and, what is this, the fucking Looney Tunes yeah, cartoon? Yeah, really bad. Don't insult Looney Tunes. <laughs> right. It's so stupid. Yeah, then an anvil fell on him and it was the end of the scene. So this is what the devil is saying to him. And remember, he wrote this movie. He wrote this down. Shut up, you faggot. Listen, Thomas, if he had any pull, he'd be riding shotgun. Thomas, think about it. This one decision will be with you for the rest of your life. Wait, what am I thinking? I miss Jennifer. Jesus, I love her. Who the heck needs this threesome crap? You fucking cocksucker, bone smoking, faggot, homo piece of shit. I thought if you threw I, more adjectives in there, it'd be funny. Okay, look, and of course, obviously, the, 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 the whole gay stuff, I get it, but those are the takes he decided to go with. Like, <laughs> how many takes did he do? <laughs> the acting is terrible. He's like, what the heck am I thinking? I love Jennifer. It is, it, it's, everything felt like the first take. In this movie. <laughs> everything just felt like a table read. What am I thinking? Well, I don't need this threesome crap. He's talking to himself in a car. I love Jennifer. I must go find her. <laughs> and by the way, there is no story arc at all. It's such a linear story. Not, there's no climax. There's no conclusion. It's just watching this terrible comedy that doesn't go anywhere. It's wildly predictable and nothing ever happens. I could talk to you for three more hours about this movie because I was so dumbfounded by it, but nobody's seen it. So this is a weird conversation that we're having. Go check out Nightwave. Check out this video. It's, it's hilarious. I don't recommend trying it in one sitting, but it's definitely worth checking out. All right. I do want to, while you guys are here, um, hit this real quick. Sorry. That's a great stinger. <laughs> Opie is back. And he Jeff did a show. He did a show at Gebhards with Tammy, oh, shit. Tammy Pescatelli. And I love the fact that he's we played on last week's show. He did a show at Gebhards with Vic Henley. And Vic Henley got wasted. And Vic Henley's not a funny or witty person when he's sober or on stage that we found out. So him wasted is hard to listen to. Very difficult to listen to. This is Opie's assessment. And this is the type of quality control that produces shows like Opie's show. This is Opie's assessment of that episode. So the last episode of the podcast, it was me... Sherrod tapped out the episode before that. So it was me, Judd Jones, and Vic Henley. And we did a perfect podcast. I got to say, Vic Henley's got a new CD out or whatever they're called. What, what do you call these comedy Album, downloads? Record, Albums, records, yeah. downloads, yeah. whatever. That sounds good. But, but Vic Henley has one. It's called Hell is Real. And we came here to celebrate. And we did a perfect podcast, right? Yeah, perfect. Fun. He's not saying that ironically. It's not meant to be a joke. Opie thinks he put out a perfect podcast. Oh, wait a second. This guy who's been in radio since he was 18 years old. Yeah. 
out on CDs. Hey, uh, check out his new uh, comedy album. It's coming out on compact disc. <laughs> as well as Where is he doing his podcast now? At Fuddruckers? Check out Vic Henley's new comedy album. I listened to it on my disc, man, with up to 40 seconds of anti-skip. Oh, that's nice. Those are more expensive. <laughs> they eat the batteries. They eat the batteries. I love... Uh... I love that you brought up he's been doing radio since he's 18 because Opie's terrible at podcasting, but the one thing he should know are basic radio etiquette rules. One of them being one person talks at a time. When you get people talking over each other, the listener can't decipher what's happening. Here's an amazing example of that. Yeah, yeah. White letters, people, person. Hey, it's an art, Black it's an art tape form. over people. It's That's fantastic. Yeah. That's great. That seems exhausting. A statement. There's three people talking at once on that clip. I don't know what they're talking about. I don't think it matters. But I you... imagine that that's what like it sounds like in Doctor Manhattan's head. Yeah. Or like that literally just sounded like I'm Professor X and I was in Cerebro. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, oh god, I can hear everyone at the same time. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then the show starts off. Tammy Pescatelli's telling some story, and he hasn't really started the podcast yet. And by the way. The way that Opie starts a podcast is he turns on his Zoom recorder and places it in the middle of the table. We're not talking about miking people up or anything like that. So he's just like walking over towards her. And this is just a perfect way for Opie to start a show. What started my career? And I asked this, they go, hey, so what happened to this, whatever her name was, Renee the waitress? And they go, uh, oh, she killed herself. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this thing. (laughs) (laughs) That was off mic, but I'm keeping it in the podcast. (laughs) Screw that, man. Wow, Opie's breaking all the rules. Watch out. Hey, nobody can hear that joke, and I didn't uh, start this show off very well, but I'm keeping it in. Great job, Opie. Nailed it. He thinks he's artistic. Yes, he does. He thinks this is a fucking indie film. Like, yeah, you know, I'm different, man. I just show up and I film. I just show up and start recording, man. I catch real life people. Just Opie, you have the money, dude. Rent a studio. Fucking set up some microphones. Get some guests and try to do this perfect. This whole, this whole walking around with a little recorder thing is a niche thing to begin with, but it's so distracting. And then all you hear is forks clanking and glasses hitting the table, and a waiter coming by going, "Hey, you want some more diet coke?" <laughs> like that's not, he's not good, man. He's the Shia LaBeouf of podcasting. You, you couldn't have summed it up better than that. He thinks he's a fucking artist. This is not an art that we need to figure out, Opie. We figured it out. You want to hear one person talk at a time, and you want it to be a compelling, interesting conversation. That's it. We got did it. You see, did you see him interviewing Yakov Smirnov in a motel later? <laughs> of course <laughs> I did. <laughs> I, I, I can't believe it. I felt bad for Yakov Smirnov. I felt bad for him. I didn't. I did. Yakov was telling jokes to Opie that Opie wasn't getting, and Yakov was like, everybody gets that joke. How do you not get that joke? He was so frustrated talking to the guy. Yeah, because he does like hack approachable like comedy. Like, yeah. It's easy to know like a Yakov joke and <laughs> Opie's not oblivious. <laughs> so fucking funny. Opie tells jokes though too. Here is a, a great AIDS joke that he tells on a recent episode. Be great. They never tell us about stuff. Yeah. AIDS, AIDS had to kill half a million people practically before they told us about it. Yeah, but you it, had to you get know? popped in the shitter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Well, let me tell you something. I mean. 
So Opie says, in order to get AIDS, you have to get popped in the shitter. So is this new thing just talking like Norton? Because I guess he thinks now that Norton's not around, he can talk like him and get away with it because nobody will notice. He finally got what he wanted. Remember, Opie said the reason he couldn't make it was because Anthony and Jimmy were holding him down. Right. Yeah, with all their stupid jokes. I'm surprised he didn't say honey hole. Give it a couple months and Opie's going to be full on like, Good, get it, stupid. You get popped in your shitter, dummy. You're like, get shitter in your fucking, I'm going to suck a cock, fucker. The one thing that Opie is not following that Jim used to do is Jim didn't used to laugh at his own joke afterwards, and Opie can't stop himself from laughing. So getting popped in the shitter. Get AIDS and die, stupid. (laughs) You're like, all right, Jim, that don't. Yeah, in the year 2020, making fun of anal sex transmitting AIDS is not necessarily PC. So cutting edge, dude. Yeah. So so he comes back around on this joke and explains that that's not really how you get AIDS. When the AIDS epidemic first started, there was a period where they didn't know how they were getting sure. it. So right. I need Fair to enough. say that. True. Right, right. Fair Although I, I'm right. pretty proud of the joke I just came up with, that but I want to keep one. it I want to keep it active. Ah! Out of the joke. Oh, that made me so sorry. But the joke was one fucking butt gets you AIDS. And he thinks he came up with it. He thinks he came up with it. So much so that he felt compelled to bring up how proud he is. I'm pretty proud of that joke, guys. Just so you know. Pretty awesome. Oh my god. If I dude, that would be like if I went out on a basketball court, put your black guys in the hood are playing a fucking half court game, and I come in dressed like Joe Pesci in the super with the sweatbands and the sweatsuit and everything on. I'm like, I'm ready to dunk on you fools. And then I immediately go for a layup, trip over my shoelace, <laughs> smash my face on the backboard, and then vomit everywhere. And then I go, you know what? Pretty proud of that. <laughs> Pretty nice display of athletic prowess. And they'd just be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? This is where Opie has gotten to in his career. All he had to do was push his fucking buttons. All he had to do. And not go to fucking, uh, not go to management every time some employee pissed you off. And then lie and go to the employee and go, dude, I did everything I could for you. The amount of shit that this fucker did, when you find after he left and you find out, he went behind literally everybody's back to management and fucking shit on them and told on them and tried to get people fired and was every I'm talking about people that were his friends, people that sided with him when everything went down. All he did was try to throw everybody under the bus. And then he wonders now why the only people that do his show are fucking Vic Henley. And it's so funny, Dude, it's too, because he, he likes to say you find out who your friends are. You know, I, when I had a big show, everybody was my friend, and now look at everyone's deserted me. Well, guess what? Uh, Anthony doesn't have a big show anymore. He's not on Sirius XM, and people still hang out with him. It's not, It has nothing to do with that. You were always an asshole. No one wanted to put up with you. They just had to. He was always conniving. He was always going behind people's back. He was always trying to, I mean, and it was, and look, it was, you know, I know it's a hack thing to say all the time, oh, it's jealousy, but it really was with him. It really was a... And it's because he just wouldn't accept what his role was, right. you know? All he had to do was push his buttons and be nice to people. And they would still be making tons of money. That's all yeah. he had to do. Show up, 
push it. By the way, I know he always wanted, oh, I'm not the funny one, and that shit aided him, but he wasn't, he wasn't the funny guy, or he couldn't be like Norton or whatever. But it's like, you had a nice family, a nice life. You should, one of the easiest gigs in the world. I would just show up, I would have my coffee, and I would just push my buttons. I would have been like, this is great. Fucking three million a year to push buttons. And he just couldn't do that. He couldn't bring himself to do that. Well, let's not sell him short because he also would tell very compelling stories about his childhood growing up. And he still does that today. He brought up to Tammy a story that he's told 2,000 times. Tammy says, yeah, I know that story, but it does not stop him. Don't mess with me with the no tax thing. Why? I was at church. I was at church growing up. Oh, that's right. That's oh. right. You were. You were. <laughs> Did I tell you that story? Yeah, you told me the story. Your okay. father. That's so cool. You my dad decided. My dad decided to become a church because he figured out through his his buddies. Did you hear Tammy? That was the plead of let's not go through this again. She goes, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know, I know. You told me that. I know, I know, I know, I know. Fuck, he's doing it. Damn it. She couldn't stop him. And then after this, he's going to say about the time his dad made him have him made homemade buttons next because he right. tells that story a lot too. Yeah, it's like, we get it. Opie, you have 30 stories. You've told them 900 times. Have something else to talk about. Hey, he does, he does something else. He Sometimes he walks He walks by the water and films it and goes, hey, look at that sunset. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last thing I want to play from Opie. We talked about how Brendan Schaub can't do an ad read. Opie's ad reads are the worst ever made. I don't know what he's trying to accomplish with them, but... Here's just an example. He's got a new sponsor called Hawthorne. And the whole thing is ridiculous, but this is my favorite part. You go to their website, Hawthorne.co. You take a little quiz. They ask you about your head. Do you have the thin head? Do you have the heavy head? Do you have the oily hair? Is it a bit on the dry side? You're not charismatic. The fuck is he talking about? What impression is he trying to do? Here's the thing with this. Brendan has an excuse, right? Not being able to do live reads and stuff because he's not a radio guy. Yeah. You know, like that's not that's not his thing. He has, and I don't know if you know this, been doing it since he was 18. <laughs> right. Oh, really? So, I didn't know that. He's well, he's brought it up a bunch or twice. No, thanks for yeah, no, thanks for up there. Uh he's been doing this forever. If anyone should know how to do a live read, it's him. Like that's just radio one oh one, right? And it's Hawthorne.co. That domain is dead now. Oh, no. This is a brand new episode. Well. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Well. Uh Uh-oh. They're already out of business. Might want to look into that. All right. Well, guys, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. We have one more segment to get to, and it's everybody's favorite. I don't know if you're familiar with this. But it is known as the teaser. This is the part of the show where we play a clip from the podcast that we'll be reviewing on next week's episode. And what this does, it gets people very excited about next week's episode. So Ooh, they, teaser. Yeah. It's it's you know, I've learned from the best. And I've learned that you need to tease the audience, keep them in, even when there's a break. Sometimes the break is a 10-minute ad spot. Sometimes it's seven days. In this case, it's seven days. But the important thing is, is that we need to tease what we'll be talking about. And I'm very excited about what I'm about to play. This is the podcast we'll be reviewing next week on Who Are These Podcasts? 
Hit that little button that makes me younger. <laughs> Jackie! I'm here with Jackie Marley. You're on you're in my brand new Chrissy Mayer podcast. Is that the name of it? The Chrissy Mayer so. podcast? Jesus. I don't know. Do you have a better idea? Yeah. Fun with red. Fun with red? Okay. Oh, you guys, they're you guys doing Chrissy Marshall. Oh no. <laughs> you guys familiar with Chrissy Mayer? Oh yeah. boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what's funny? There's a clip, I think it still exists to this day of her introducing me on stage. Oh really? Yeah, like that's how that's how long everyone's been around. <laughs> it's like a ten year old clip. So we have a fun history with Chrissy Mayer. I'll just run through it real quick because there's probably a lot of people who don't know about it. Chrissy Mayer reached out to me and said she wanted to be on the show as a co-host. And I said, great, love to have you on. We're going to be doing Luis J. Gomez's show. Uh, here's the episode we're going to be reviewing. And uh, if you want to pull some clips, great. If not, I can handle it. Talk to you on Saturday. Get a note back from her saying, oh, you know what? Uh, I actually have a uh, wedding to go to or a bridal shower or some fucking nonsense. I, I can't do it. I'm like, oh. Uh, okay, it's weird because we agreed on a date and now you have this thing coming up. So then I do my show with a different co-host. Chrissy Mayer goes on the Louis J. Gomez show and admits that she lied about having a previous engagement she needed to go to and totally, totally just blew us off. So then I went ahead and motherfucked Chrissy Mayer for this. We gave her a second chance. She came on the show. She Skyped in from some Little League baseball game. We couldn't hear her or understand her. It was noisy, and we had to cut it off midway through. So ever since then, we've kind of had this animosity towards each other and a little bit of a, I don't know if it's a rivalry or what you would call it, but we did an entire episode devoted to Chrissy Mayer sucking, and I'm excited that she has a brand new podcast, and I'm excited that Jackie Martling is one of the guests on the very first episode. So this should be a lot of fun. That is, uh, that's quite a bit of lore out yeah, there. Right? But yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Chris, I, you know, it's weird. I've never had any bad dealings with Chrissy, but um, there's a lot out there of her not interacting well with people and just in general. <laughs> but if you ever get a chance, watch her, um, watch her comedy roast battles. Okay. There's only a couple out there, but uh, the few I've seen, she always shows up absolutely like blackout drunk and usually bombs and they're really funny like she's one of those women that gets really drunk and then just she just gets mean like it's not funny at all and then the crowd usually ends up turning on her it's very funny i'm looking forward to checking that out we'll Joe about this. i'm definitely going to be checking it out <laughs> awesome all right well guys again thank you so much for coming on the show i want to tell everyone to check out revenge of the sis which is your youtube show what are you guys up to on there causing uh, trouble yeah making yeah. fun of people on the internet wait, you know wait, what that's wait, like. wait, yeah wait you know you know all we do is we don't make any original content yeah all we do is just make fun of people and i believe you guys have other shows as well yes i do day wave mike does night wave where can we find those uh, youtube.com slash daywave radio and uh, mike nightwave uh yeah just just look i mean i'm not on youtube right now i'm uh taking a little sabbatical because of a copyright issue but uh that dlive.tv slash nightwave radio look at i'm gonna get that dlive audience sweet blowing up on dlive i have been obsessed with your guys show lately watching it nonstop. so 
I definitely oh, Thanks, uh, recommend people go check out Revenge of the Sis. It's a, it's I'll, a lot ki- of I'll, I'll kiss you. I'll kiss you right on the honey hole. Yeah, I'll punch yeah. you right in your honey hole, bro. You want the, You want some of these capri pants, dog? Just don't show up with Crocs, because that's where we have a problem. <laughs> fair. That's fair. Thank you so much for having us, man. All right, man. Appreciate it, dude. All right. Thank you. And please join us again next week. It might be the episode we find out once and for all. Who are these podcasts? Sleep well, every pony. Parting in the mush bits of morning radio. Fuck you! <sighs> mm. Okay. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. Bullshit! Who are these podcasts? I don't know. I don't get it. Makes no sense. Hey, Carl. I was just calling because today I got curious, so I decided to look up the faces of these voices I've been listening to. Uh, I've listened listened to quite a few episodes, and um, I'd never even thought to actually look up any of the faces of these people I was listening to. And I got to say, I looked at both you and Opie, and Opie actually looks a lot cooler than you. So... Um, I think you should just take that into consideration for future episodes. He does seem like a huge loser in all the audio I've listened to of him, but um, he does look a lot cooler. So, um, you know, at least he's got that on you. Hey, Carl. It's Phil from Winnipeg calling. Listen, you just... Oh, shit. Hold on. Let me be... Hold on, I gotta beat the shit out of this cat. Okay, maybe edit that in post. But... Um. Oh shit. So, Stuttering John makes that god awful fucking joke about that album he was in, in that band. It went ten. It went ten. So that's already a shit fucking joke. Everything about it sucks. But you're making it more confusing by picking 10, because when you first brought it up, I was like, it went 10? It went the number 10? Like it sold 10 copies? Oh, no, he means the metal 10. So you're making a shit joke even shittier by picking something confusing. Pick another metal. Say it went copper. Say it went brass. It's much more clear that way, John, you fucking idiot. Ah, call me back, Carl. Yeah, no one likes this part of the show. You guys should all just kill yourselves. Yeah, he made that back when National Lampoon was just licensing its name out to anybody. I think it was like 30 grand, and you could slap their name on anything you wanted. That would have been great. If, dude, if we if we were if our show was doing as well as it was now, back then, and that was going on, we would have had a prime opportunity to just be like, National Lampoon presents Revenge of the Sis? No, it would have been like National Lampoon presents like Rape School or just something oh. where you ruin their name. <laughs> torpedo their name. National Lampoon's Rape School. Like, wait, what? <laughs>
Are they training rape victims? Are they training rapists? Oh, it's a school where people get raped. Yeah, it's just a rape school. Okay. And then it turns out it was just going to be a documentary about Penn State. What oh, okay. Say? Boom. Well, that's cool. Yeah. 